I mean, no, you get to a point where you have so much that Devoth eventually trains somebody to just take over for him. True. Dread Pirate Devoth this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I should have some fun. <laughs> Bunghole. Welcome back to Tuesday Game. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. You came loaded this week. I did. I, I had bunghole in my head all day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I'm proud of you, but you just said you had bunghole in your head all day. So I just figured it was because he didn't have to drive here, so he had that whole like half hour to think up a swear. <laughs> just sitting there stewing. <laughs> Can, we can't call it. We can't call it a swear anymore. Yeah, that was just part of a barrel. Hey, <laughs> we haven't had a legitimate swear word as the opener in. 20 episodes. That's probably not true. That's a fucking lie. I like how it was like episode 4 or 5 where Alex goes, I'm out of swear words now. (laughs) (laughs) Literally the lowest tier ever. (laughs) So, when last we left off, uh, you guys were just about to arrive at Port Peril. Uh, You can see it in the distance about one hour away. And that's when you hear from the crow's nest, Captain! Straight ahead. Uh, fish people. Oh, what, again? I pull out the, the spyglass to take a look. They're maybe a hundred feet uh, in front of the ship, and they're just, like, bobbing in the water looking up at you guys. <laughs> uh, they look like the Lokatha that you guys rescued from Mancatcher Cove. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I'll go up to the prow of the ship when I see them. I won't take Chip out, but I'll I'll have it <laughs> ready at a moment's notice, if you will. Okay. Just walk up to the, the prow and you're like, Ahoy, fish people? One of them speaks up. He ha- kind of has like a gurgle to his voice, but through that you can kind of hear like a little bit of like, uh, land dwellers in his the tone of his voice. And he says, Good morning, Mascador. We are here on behalf of our queen, Ayamaru, uh, as thanks for freeing her and holding off the vile man-catcher Sahuagin while she escaped with her eggs. I am to bestow upon you this gift. And he raises his his arm out of the water, and you can see a helmet. Then I guess we'll uh, lower a, a boat into the water to go and retrieve it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Have him throw it. <laughs> yeah, toss it up here. <laughs> eh. And it goes up like two feet and splashes. <laughs> Alright, so you, you are able to retrieve the helmet, and after you have it, they kind of just, they say, uh, uh, should we ever meet again, let it be with good fortune and an alliance. And they just slowly sink back into the waves. I just give them a nod as I appreciate it. Until next time. I hope it's not a Trojan helmet. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> There's hundreds of Sahuagin inside the helmet. <laughs> Just waiting till we fall fall asleep. It's a helmet of I holding with some... a bunch of salt <laughs> yeah, water gonna, and wagon in it. <laughs> I thought there was something weird about that fifty foot wide helmet. <laughs> Alright, so after saying goodbye, I will take it back up on deck and show it to Scram and say, Scram, what the hell is this thing? That is a twenty one. Twenty one spellcraft? Yep. It is a completely mundane helmet. <laughs> I just kidding. Oh man, that would be the best. We come bearing this gift of a helmet we found on the bottom of the sea. We don't know anything about it, but it's kind of boring. It's their tradition uh, to give gag gifts as like ceremonial thank you. So, Scram, you identify this as a helm of underwater action. 
The wearer of this helmet can see underwater, drawing the small lenses in compartments on either side into position before the wearer's eyes activates the visual properties of the helm, allowing them to see five times farther than water and light conditions would allow for normal human vision, though weeds, obstructions, and the like still block vision like normal. If the command word is spoken, the helm of underwater action gives the wearer a 30-foot swim speed and creates a globe of air around the wearer's head and maintains it until the command word is spoken again, enabling them to breathe freely. The sickest helmet of all time. So, <laughs> it's basically an it's an all-day-long 30-foot swim speed and water breathing with some visual perks. Nice. That's amazing. And I'll add, I don't expect you guys to sell this, but I'll add that it's worth 24,000 gold. Oh my god. Why would you add that? (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely not selling it. (laughs) So, with that, there's nothing in your way. There's nothing between you and Port Peril. Alright. I'm going to take that helmet and put it, like, in the captain's cabin, like, almost, like, on display. And we'll we'll bust it out when we need it. Alright. So you uh, continue south to Port Peril. What's our relationship with Port Peril? Well, the only time Scram and Devoth have ever been there. Well, maybe not the only time, but the last time we were here was when we got drugged and brought on board the Wormwood. Yes, that's what it is. And since then, Manny and the Masked Helmet have died and Lemon has joined us. (laughs) Okay. That was where the campaign started. Yeah. The formidably made tavern in Port Peril. Okay, so you guys are wrestling with that going back in? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. It only took you, uh, I think it's been four and a half months to yeah. return. To go from being press bad. gang to being pirates of <laughs> pirates of my own ship, or like my own captain pirates with two ships ship. under me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's pretty impressive that's timeline, a, actually, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a pretty good turnaround. <laughs> yeah. Only took that's me like, four months to go from basically a slave to may, what many navies would consider an admiral. Okay, so you guys enter the waters of Port Peril. Rocky escarpments and bluffs cut a deep harbor into Jeopardy Bay. The jungles of the Turwa Uplands tower above you to your left in the east. Two islands, one large and crescent-shaped, the other much smaller, line up with the mainland to form a large circular lagoon nearly a mile wide. The larger island is called Crescent Harbor, and the smaller one is Lucier Hold, home of the Hurricane King himself. As you sail between Crescent Harbor and Lucier Hold, entering the lagoon and Port Peril, you pass an enormous lighthouse built into the bluffs of Lucier Hold, next to the Hurricane King's fortress, Fort Hazard. Uh, everyone give me a knowledge local check. 21. 12 for Devoth. 4. 23. Okay, so it sounds like everybody except Hood and Tuk Tuk know that this is that this lighthouse is called Besmer's Beacon. And, uh... I think Scram and Cheryl ha- are aware of rumors that the Hurricane King has been known to snuff out the lighthouse to make ships piloted by captains that have wronged him crash on their approach. Uh, that sounds like him. That's such a passive-aggressive move. Yeah. Classic Hurricane King. Wait, you real pa- quick. Who yeah. is uh, Hurricane King exactly? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, Does he have an actual name? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jerry. Um, <laughs> it's Phil. <laughs> Phil, yeah, Phil Hurricane. His, his name is uh, Kurdak Bonefist. Oh, that's oh, like it's, it. way, it's way cooler yeah. than Phil. There you go. So he's no Royster, is yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil's his Christian name. <laughs> you pass Lucier Hold and have an unobstructed view of the harbor. Hundreds of ships float on pristine waters, 
Some docked, some moored, but most are in motion, approaching to drop off or leaving with newly loaded goods. A two-masted sloop approaches you shortly after you enter the harbor. A well-dressed man with a short black ponytail flags you down from the sloop's deck. He says, Oh, you! Yes, us. You need to dock at Crescent Harbor, have your cargo examined, and quarantined. Quarantined? What for? This is what are you new here? Standard procedure. It needs to be quarantined for a week. Everyone yeah, make a knowledge fine. local check. Uh, 14, because I'm just going to take a 10 on it. 22. 16. 12. Now that you think about it, you have heard of this standard procedure, and you know that uh, a week is the minimum that, that goods get quarantined for after arriving in Port Peril. All right, so I direct whoever's sailing the ship right now to probably Lemon. <laughs> it's the yeah. first mate job. Direct Lemon to, to bring the ship over to over to Crescent Harbor. He says, aye, aye, Captain. Huh? Oh, boy, oh, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you dock the Mascador at Crescent Harbor. Yay, you made it to Port Peril. Hooray. Ooh. Sweet. To give you guys a visual uh, of kind of where you are. So like picture just like a like a big circle from six o'clock to three o'clock. That's like the mainland. And then there's like a break. And then at two o'clock, there's an island. That's Lucier Hold. And at 10 o'clock to midnight, that's Crescent Harbor. And that's where you guys are. And then the middle is the harbor. So uh, you guys getting off or are you staying on the ship um i'm gonna stay on the ship while they're examining stuff but yeah examining sounds like they're just gonna take it <laughs> no like I, the city is big enough and like the shackles have enough rules that i'm not really worried about like the the inspectors coming and just taking stuff but i definitely still want to keep an eye on it because it's my ship and it's my first time in port peril right. <laughs> i'm a little protective right scrim's uh gonna kind of turn to devoth do you feel like we should go to the formidably made and see if they had something to do with uh, our capture? I'd be perfectly happy to never set foot in that place again. Okay. Scram might have other plans. Scram can do what he wants. Uh-huh. Devoth is done with the place. I feel like Devoth would have mixed feelings on it because like, on the one hand, obviously, we got drugged and kidnapped. But on the other, that resulted in Devoth now being a captain. <laughs> so... Right, sure. <laughs> Like, damn it, you put me in a position where I could succeed. <laughs> uh, okay, so a few minutes after you guys dock, some dock workers come over and they they get up in the ship and they start going through your cargo hold. They don't really even introduce themselves. It looks like it's like this is just ship number twelve for the day for them, just right. going through the motions. Okay, uh, oh. and you see them going through all of your plunder, like they're just kind of like taking inventory uh they're working on like splitting up like this portion of the plunder and that portion of the plunder it's not super clear you know why they're doing what they're doing but it looks like they're you know they have a a method to everything they're doing okay all right so yeah when they're when they're done i'm going to uh oh they're gonna be at this for hours okay then devoth is gonna be sitting here supervising them okay cheryl's got better shit to do he's out of here I don't have, like, a curfew or anything, do I? No. If you guys want to go around the city and go check something out, go ahead. Devoth is waiting for this to be done before he leaves the ship. Because I've survived some crazy shit, and now I have, like, all this gold. I think I'm going to treat myself and contemplate if I'm going to come back. (laughs) 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 But also, I was thinking I can find more intel about the Brotherhood. Oh, okay. 
Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I got a pocket full of cash to start, uh, you know, greasing some palms or, or getting in with the right people who can bring me closer to the goddamn brotherhood. All right. Uh, so who's staying? Who's going? Scrim's going. All right. Hood, are you staying or going on the boat? Um, I well, the hood wouldn't really have a direct need to go out, so I guess he would stay. Yeah, I Tuck Tuck's gonna hang with the hood. So Hood, Tuck Tuck, and Devoth are all staying. Yeah, yep. we'll, we'll hang. We'll hang with the captain. Help him supervise. And by help him supervise, I mean I'll stand there quietly. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna be poking around the treasure along with them. <laughs> I'm, also cur- I'm also curious what these guys have gotten so far because I just showed up recently. Yeah, actually, so I'm, I'm definitely like, hey, he's got a lot of gold and shiny stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm curious. I would actually probably explore probably the the, the ship itself too, just to try and become more familiar with it. I guess I wouldn't spend the whole time just standing there next to the captain. Okay, so Scram and Cheryl and most of the rest of the Mascador crew. You all head off to Crescent Harbor. You step off the dock, meeting the confusing streets, bloody alleys, and smoky taverns of Crescent Harbor. Rowdy sailors and swindlers, as far as the eye can see. A mermaid mosaic with scales of a red, sinuous substance is clearly visible through the windows of a rowdy tavern called Mermaid's Bucket, barely ten strides from the docks where you stand. And uh, from there, you're free to run amok. Any person who is... uh originally at the formidably made when we were uh captured uh that came off the i don't know i don't know how many people would be the only thing it'd just be you devoth and sendera and badger no nope, she was already on the crew oh right because jack scrimshaw was already there ratline was already there gifford tibbs was already there rosie and crimson cogsword were there but they got killed by the vine creature so yeah yeah the two of us and sendera are the only og prisoners left and I will talk to uh, Sendera. Yeah, so you got Mascador, Internship, and Thresher. There wasn't room for you guys to just all dock right next to each other, but you all docked within a couple minutes of each other, and you're just all spilling out into Crescent Harbor. It's easy enough to find Sendera. Okay. Hey, so uh, I think it's just me, you, and Devoth now uh, that were originally pulled from the formidably made. Uh, me, personally, I want to know if I was... Uh, if that was planned from the start, and if the bar had something to do with it. She says, uh, oh yeah, you're right. That's where it all started, isn't it? I can't believe it's it's only been four months now. She kind of just like loses herself in thought for a minute and snaps back. So what, did you want to go check it out? Go to our old, <laughs> our old stomping grounds? Yeah, I want to see if we could get some uh, information. So Scram and Sendera... Uh, run off to the formidably made, which luck has it is on Crescent Harbor, not the mainland. Cheryl, are you doing anything just generic searching for Mass Brotherhood stuff? No, I've got day one very specific. You know those uh, large dudes with the towels around them and like the Roman tubs, at, like a like a sauna setting. You know, like in movies, there's always like old rich white dudes in like bath towels that like, getting steamed and like at the spa. Yeah, just yeah, guys in a sauna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish right. you said no, so he could have to keep describing it. <laughs> you know the wrinkly skin <laughs> and the gold chains and cigars for some reason. You know the way their yeah. hair smells. Yeah, like a, a treat yourself. Like I need, I need a day to clear my mind, 
Like, reflect on what I've done, spend some cash, get a little pampered. <laughs> Process okay. the trauma he's shoes. just been through. <laughs> yeah, seriously. See a therapist. And then, like, recollect, and then, you know, the, the next uh, time times that I'm here, you know, I don't know, days, weeks, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but then I can start mass brotherhooding. But I got to I gotta get out of this uh, grime first. Yeah, I don't know what you barbarians are thinking, but I think Cheryl's got the right idea. Fucking, how long, <laughs> yeah. how long has it been since Scram and Devoth had a bath? Four and a half months. <laughs> hey, we spent most of Mancatcher Cove underwater. That counts. Just when, swimming uh, through viscera and blood. Yeah, super clean. All right, so uh, you find a, you find an establishment that can give you some pampering towards the southern tip of Crescent Harbor. I'm gonna uh, try not to flash my cash too much though, because uh, I don't really want anyone to mug me. I got like over five grand on me. Oh, really? All right. Alex is like, that's intriguing. <laughs> yeah, don't mug no muggeroni. It's it's funny you say that because the uh, the rates at this spa are just killer. Five grand an hour. Yeah, you can you can get like a really nice like daily package for like a hundred gold. Tight, worth it. I'm worth it. Hundred gold. See ya. All right. Uh, so Devoth, Tuck Tuck, and the Hood. All right. So yeah, three of you are on the on the Mascador. And the cargo holds getting searched, and eventually the search expands from the cargo hold. They start looking at crew quarters. They're not like sifting through like like the crew lockers, but they are opening them up. They're like picking the locks if necessary, and just kind of opening them and like taking a look. And eventually that expands up to the officers' quarters and then the captain's court cabin, uh, which is locked. Uh, so Devoth, you would see them walking over to the captain's cabin, notice that it's locked, and then one of them picks out some lockpicking tools and begin unlocking it. Um, I just kind of walk up to him and it's like, hold on, hold on. There's no need for that. Well, what'd you leave it locked for? We gotta search it. Well, because there are things in there that I don't want everybody to find, but I know you have to search it, so hold on, hold on. And I walk up and unlock the door and walk in. Okay. They say, you know what a quarantine means, right? It means don't touch anything until we look at it, so get out. I don't leave the room. I'm not touching anything, but I don't leave the room. All right. So uh, they start searching through the room, and where is the bag of holding? Is it just, like, under your bed or something? I would probably have it, like, yeah, probably, like, stuffed under my bed, like, back in the corner type of thing. All right. They'll they'll find that, and uh, they open it up, and they find the box that it's in, and they open up the box, mm-hmm. and they see the egg. And they're just like, they like look at it for like a couple seconds. They're like, hmm, like kind of like talking to each other. And they've got like, they've got like a, like a pad and paper on them the whole time. They like make some notes and then they, they close the box. They put it back in the bag and they just like leave the bag on the, on the bed and then they leave. So a couple hours go by of these guys searching the mascador. And then eventually a dwarf comes on board. He is clearly their employer. He's some sort of superior of theirs. Anyone on the ship can make a knowledge local check. I will take a 10 on that for a 14. This is pretty well-known guy. Uh, this is Harbor Master Sojman Kredoros. He overlooks all the goings-on in and around the docks, whether those docks are on Lucher Hold, on Crescent Harbor, or on Port Peril proper. This guy is also the one who uh, enforces that week-long quarantine, and he does it very tenaciously. Okay. Play nice, Devoth. I'm aware that 
since I pass my knowledge local, I know this is a guy that I <laughs> definitely do not want to piss off. He's also the guy that you uh, you would pay uh, docking fees for. Maybe not him directly, but it all goes through him. Like he's the, he's the bureaucratic side of Port Peril. So he he comes on and the the workers all kind of like scamper up to the main hold and uh, they're handing him over their notes and he's he's collecting their notes and then he I I assume Devoth is right there with bells on his toes because that's where all <laughs> yes. the action's happening. He he looks over at Devoth and he says, "Who are you?" I am Captain Devoth. This is my ship. Oh well, the quarantine only goes for goods on the ship. You're free to go. I'm aware. It's just, uh, it's my my first time as a captain in Port Peril. I'm a little overprotective. I'm I'm sure you've seen it before. He just kind of grunts, shrugs his shoulders, and like immediately stops paying attention to you. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes back to his notes, flips through for probably ten minutes. Like he's he's not just like get like glancing over them. Like he's like you can tell he's lo- like looking at every single thing on this list. And he he gets to one of the pages and he kind of like raises an eyebrow and then he waves one of his workers over and he's he's talking to him in a low voice. He's like, what did you find? What is that? And he turns back to you. He's like, well, since you refuse to leave your ship, maybe you can show me to this box in the captain's cabin. Could you be more specific? I have lots of boxes in the captain's cabin. Says, I guess I'll find it myself. And he walks into the captain's cabin. Did you move the bag of holding uh, after they put it on the bed? No, it would still be there. I probably would tidy up like after they leave, but if they haven't left yet, then no, it's still there. Okay. So he walks in. He like immediately detects magic. You can see him like working his his magic fingers, and he beelines it for the bag of holding, uh, reaches in, and he takes out the box. He opens the box and looks at the Gargolavo egg, and he's looking at that for like a solid minute. Like, expressionless look on his face. He puts it back in the box, then puts the box in the bag of holding, puts the bag of holding on the bed, then he leaves the captain's cabin. Um, I'll try to get his attention on the way out. Is is, is that a problem, Harbormaster? Are you still here? Is there, what, what do you want? I'm just wondering what the problem is. Nothing you need to concern yourself with. And then he continues walking out. Devoth must be, like, biting his fucking tongue, tongue <laughs> oh, right now. Devoth is, ready, Devoth is about ready to uh, take a bite out of the railing of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> if Tuk Tuk and the Hood are nearby, you would see him just, like, almost, like, subconsciously reaching for the axe before taking, like, a breath to steady himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is fun. I'm glad we're doing this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up to Devoth and say, in hell? I'll be good company. I'm sure you would be. And I'll stand close just in case. <laughs> uh, you can hear him talking to his workers. He's not attempting to lower his voice at all. He's just like, Mascador. I'm not familiar with that ship name. He like looks up at the sails. He's like, I've never heard of Devoth Songcleaver either. He must not be a free captain. He's new around here. We'll need to acclimate him to the docking fees. Then he, uh, he he points to one of the workers when he says that, and then he leaves the ship. That worker uh, scampers up to you, and he says, uh, So, Captain Devoth, uh, let me just introduce you to our docking system here in Port Peril. You're going to need to pay a 50 gold docking fee for each day that you're here in Port Peril. And there's a 100 gold appraisal fee for the appraisal and quarantine process that we're going through right now. Can I roll sense motive on that? 
to see if the amounts are the right amounts. Sure. Yeah, I will do the same. Oh, never mind. Uh, it's a 28 cents motive. It could be because you're new, or it could be because you clearly have a lot of gold worth of stuff in your hold, but you're pretty certain that these are not the standard rates. Um, That's a paddling. <laughs> did the harbor master and all the other guys like leave the ship and everything? Yeah. It's just this one guy left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you called him a guy. I was expecting, oh, it's just one target left. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's it's much harder to intimidate someone when they have backup nearby. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll uh, look down at the guy and just kind of cross my arms. Now, I know I'm new here as a captain, but it's not my first time in Port Barrel. Those are not the rates for docking. Why don't we try this one more time? And you're going to tell me what the fees actually are now. And I will try and intimidate him. Okay. Okay, so let me just recap that. So Devoth intimidates with a 25. Yeah. He he wasn't expecting you to refute anything that he just said. So mm-hmm. when you say that, he's like, um, uh, um, well, uh, well, hold on. Let me, let me, I'll be, uh, uh, I'll no, be right back. Wh- no, no. What are the fees? Tell me the standard fees. I'll, I'll be right back. And he and he <laughs> runs off the his ship. Way. Oh no! <laughs> I get in his way. Like no, no, you're supposed to tell me what the fees are for docking. I want to know what the fees are. He, he says. Uh, he like looks around. Uh, well, it's your first time, so that's the that's the docking fee. No, it's and, not. And you're not a registered free captain, so uh, there's an added fee for unregistered captains. Make a sense motive. Twenty nine. He's making that up. So I look at him. You're making that up. He says, all right, look, it's there there's there's no quarantine fee, there's no appraisal fee. It it's it's just a flat uh hundred and fifty gold a week docking fee. Alright. What I'll do is I'll hand him I'm gonna hand him one seventy five after doing one more sense motive to make sure this is the actual fees. <laughs> okay. The thirty. Goddamn DeVos. Uh it seems like this is the actual case. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to hand him 175, and uh, he says, uh, sir, you, you gave me too much. I'm aware. I just, uh, I appreciate you being honest with me, and then I'll just get out of his way and let him scamper off. He leaves. Okay, so uh, what is the plan for Devoth, Tuck Tuck in the Hood now? Fun times in Babylon, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, Devoth will hang out on the ship for a while longer. I'll let the crew kind of, like, enjoy their first day in Port Peril and whatnot, and Devoth will stay on the ship, at least until, like, nightfall when we'll set up, like, regular watches like we've done before. But I'll let the crew enjoy the first day while I stay and keep an eye on the ship. Okay. Uh, So then we go to Scram and Sendera, who have just arrived at the Formidably Made and are immediately press-ganged on another ship. Uh, Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Not this time. Like you walk through the front door and just up like two sacks just come over your heads. <laughs> so you guys go to the formidably made, and it's just as shitty as you remember. <laughs> Sundar puts her hands on her hips. She says, "The hell was I thinking?" I don't know. I'm thinking the same. Uh, <laughs> well, here we are, Scram. What do you want to do now? Do you recognize anybody here? Mm, she kind of squints her eyes and scans the room. She says, "Well, if I if I remember correctly, the." The band was uh was just Rosie Cuswell playing a fiddle. 
I think I recognize the bartender. Well, then I guess that's where we go first. All right. She approached the bartender, and Sandera orders a couple drinks. Says, did you want one? No, not this time. She starts double-fisting her drinks. Uh, I try to chat up the bartender. What can I get for you, kid? You were uh, here the last time I was here. Yeah, I work here. Uh, Do you remember the people who got press-ganged? Uh, I I give I give him the the reference and uh, the uh, the ship people from the wormwood. The, this guy's looking at he's like cleaning the glass and he's like shaking his head. He's like, kid, if I had to remember every sorry sap that got press ganged out of Hell Harbor and even out of this place, I'd be stretching my memory too thin. And if I got in the way of those those press gangers, I wouldn't have a job and I probably wouldn't have a head. So. It, were were a bunch of people press ganged out of my bar four and a half months ago? Probably. My question to you is: Did you have anything to do with it? To be perfectly I mean, honest, like it's it's not entirely clear if press gang is even what I'm looking at. Probably just dragged out of the bar. That could have been anything. No, I was drugged. And okay, well, it, I... it was it was upwards of however many people. The entire bar. It was not the entire bar, Tom. <laughs> was it the entire bar? okay however it was, he would remember that it was the four of us like cog rosie sandera and uh that that douchebag no contrabar yeah so it was eight people he says to answer your question no i didn't i don't help anybody press gang anybody it's a fairly common thing in port peril uh, you gotta I'm watch your back i'm gonna do a sense motive on that okay 13 he doesn't seem to be lying Okay. It's just kind of uh, business as usual in a, a rough and tumble place like Port Peril. It's not strictly speaking legal, but yeah, you know, ne- neither is vandalism, bar fights, but those happen all the time. And a lot of times one leads to the other. Plus, I'm sure people get so drunk that they have to be like dragged out. Exactly. So, like, that's not necessarily crazy thing to see. Yeah, so this guy sees someone dragging out an unconscious person like did they get in a fight and the unconscious person lost did that person get drugged and be impressed ganged did that per- did the other person just drink himself to sleep and his buddies getting him home like it could be anything and you're asking this guy about four and a half months ago okay fine all right he doesn't know anything um i kind of just hang out with Sandera there wait until she's done drinking she finishes her first drink and she's just a little bit through the the second one and there is like even though Rosie's not around like there is live music going on and uh she gets up out of her seat she's like come on scram dance with me and she like takes you by the arm and like drags you over to the we'll call it the dance floor and she's kind of like spilling beer on herself as she dances and she's just kind of like having fun fuck it yeah uh scram kind of enjoys himself for a minute or two and you never saw Scram and Sandera again. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect end. <laughs> so it's uh it's starting to get late. Uh Scram and Sandera have been it, it it turned into a into a relatively fun evening, mostly driven by Sandera and her whimsical nature, just like, Oh, come on, Scram, just one just one more drink, just one more. I love this song. And she kinda like she probably keeps you there a little longer than you intended to. Meanwhile, uh, Cheryl's getting uh, his mani-pedi over 
uh, southern tip of uh, Crescent Harbor. Uh, so Devoth, Tuck Tuck, and the Hood, what are you guys doing? I'm gonna hit the town. Like I said, fun times in Babylon. That's me. All right. I'm gonna go get pruned. Along, I would tag along with Tuck Tuck. No, pruned. <laughs> I got a lot of wood all over me. <laughs> I'll worry about the feathers later. Keeps me keeps me regular. <laughs> all right. Well, then I would. Uh, yeah, I'll set up uh, set up watches like normal for whoever might still be hanging around. And yeah, I'll go find a a tavern to drink in that's not the formidably made, and you know maybe like. In the city a little further, not one that's right on the docks. Actually, no. Fuck it. I'll go to that one that you mentioned that's right on the docks. The the mermaid one. It's called the Mermaid's Bucket. <laughs> so yeah, alright. Yeah, Devolf will go to the Mermaid's Bucket. Okay. I imagine we would probably go with them. Yeah. Okay. Get a little quality time with the new cap. <laughs> Get to know the guy you're working for. Alright, the Mermaid's Bucket. Uh, numerous mermaid Ooh. statues, fish masks, and other paraphernalia with nautical theme... Festoon the taproom of this rowdy tavern, barely ten strides from the main dock of Crescent Harbor. A mermaid mosaic with scales of a red resinous substance covers the wall over the main bar. The lanky proprietor, Nefti Unwesha, supplies rum to every drink house and brothel in the city. So they're a pretty big deal. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the mermaid's bucket. Okay. So yeah, I will I'll go up and order uh three rums. Okay. And grab a table for myself and Tuck Tuck in the Hood. Okay. You uh, sit down and you sip your rum, and it's probably the most stock generic rum you've ever tasted. (laughs) Mm. Um, I would like to start quietly asking around for anyone that's that's not part of the Thresher crew that might happen to be in here, but like ask around about Isabella. Entirely your crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to ask around for information on Isabella. Like, find okay. out if she actually was who she said she was, or if it was all just if it was all just the act. Give me a diplomacy check to gather information. Twenty-three. Whew. Isabella, Nefty Unwesha <clears throat> says the bartender. Isabella Locke, that aquatic elf with all the tattoos. I just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Mm, yeah, I've I've heard of her. She came in here once, didn't like her much. Wasn't even a free captain. Thought she owned the place, thought she was better than everybody. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well she only came she was only ever here the one time? Only ever in my bar the one time. Uh I I've heard some nasty stuff about her. She she she's killed a free captain or two. Uh didn't have a very good reason. Do you happen to know which ones? Nope. But she wasn't a free captain herself, right? I've I've heard she was making that claim. Oh, that makes her a liar, too. I like her even less. Well, you may be... Yeah, you may care or you may not, but uh, for what it's worth, she's dead. Well, that makes me pretty happy. So, yeah, that's all I was really looking for, just to... I got the feeling she was lying about it, but now I, I just wanted confirmation. Yeah. I don't remember if she, like, showed you her letter of Mark when she introduced herself as a free captain. I don't think she showed a letter of Mark. She just introduced herself as a free captain. She definitely I had think. one. You would have found one like in, like stuffed in her boot when you killed her. Okay. From what this guy's saying, it sounds like she probably she killed probably, the free captain, yeah. took their letter of mark. Okay. Wait, can you just do that? Not if you want to be officially sanctioned, but if you're trying to pass yourself off as a free captain in somewhere that's not the shackles, it's uh, not the worst option, I guess. Interesting. 
word of mouth is a more efficient means of information than you might expect in the shackles. Right. So the piece of paper makes it official, but like if you're just like, I'll just kill that guy on the low key and I'll be a free captain. Yeah, it won't be super long before people who like know all the free captains will be like, wait a minute, no, you're not. Right. So yeah, I'm just gonna spend the rest of the night just kind of hanging out, drinking, and getting to know Tuck Tuck in the hood. Okay, cool. From the sounds of it, you guys are here for at least a full week. Mm-hmm. So what's the plan? Well, honestly, I think, and I'm open for suggestions here, but like obviously we need to go and present ourselves to the Hurricane King to try and get our letter of mark. Imagine that would be the first thing. Yeah, but I'm wondering if we should do that, if we should wait till our quarantine period is done, or if we should go do that, like, right now. Well, wouldn't you want to do it as soon as possible? Because, like, if you get the mark, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to do whatever else you want to do, because now you're a free captain. Also, wouldn't it be nice to know if you're denied, like, okay, well, I got denied, so I got to work on this, and now you have the time here to try and work on it, as opposed to... Waiting the week and then having nothing to show for it. Exactly. All right, then, yeah. Day two, we'll we'll start working towards getting an audience with the Hurricane King. Cheryl, are you checking back with the Mascador? Well, they're like my primary suspects for Masked Brotherhood, so, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So, it's day two. Everybody give me a knowledge local check. 14. I take a 10. Natural 20. For a 20. <laughs> For a 20. <laughs> 25. 22. 16. Everybody uh, except Avoth, who's a piece of shit taking a 10 on his knowledge local check, <laughs> know that the church... So you guys uh, aren't sponsored by a free captain. So you guys really just have your reputation. Uh, so you know that in your current situation, uh, traditional procedure of petitioning the Hurricane King for a letter of mark is to you just send a messenger to Fort Hazard along with a bribe of at least four points of plunder. Oh, uh, damn, oh God. As long as the bribe is paid, the Hurricane King will agree to grant you an audience the following morning at your ship. All right. Well, then I guess we're paying four points of plunder. And throughout the day uh, of day two, more workers are just coming on and off your ship uh and they're you know continuing to take a account of your hold and whatnot it looks like the first day they were kind of like dividing everything up categorizing yeah like now it looks like they're kind of like going more like like going more uh minute with their uh with their inventory if you were to mention to them that you need to uh send a portion of this to the hurricane king that is an exception of the quarantine and that can be done immediately. Hmm. How convenient. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Yeah. Bundle up four points of plunder and send it with a message to the hurricane King. And oh, I was like, do we want to bribe him with extra? I would suggest if we want to throw a cherry on top, we use one of the magical items that like, Ooh. we're not necessarily going to use. I like that idea. Um, I think we've already sold all those off though, except for dude, the ones that we I got keep. Dude, I got it. I got it. Give him Shichiro's table. Yes. That's a table. bad that's a power move. You're relying on your <laughs> reputation, right? Yeah. You fucking bribe him with a well known person's like, you know, 
kind of their hoity-toity, this is my fancy thing I spend my money on. Like, that's going to ring some bells, I think. Yeah, a table would be so sick. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. It's such a power move. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll send four <laughs> points of plunder and Shichiro's table. <laughs> All right. Wasn't that table worth like 10,000 gold anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. like a one of a kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like solid dark wood or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the next question. Uh, who are you sending? Send Scram. I hope it's Scram. I hope it's Scram. I... <laughs> no, honestly, I think I think Lemon is the optimal choice. I agree. Oh, yeah. Then Axel has to talk to himself. He's like, oh, boy. <laughs> you got it. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh. oh, poor Andrew. <laughs> you know, the despair from Andrew is the best part. I know. Uh, I can't blame him, I though. Can't, I, can't. I can't wait for Tuck Tuck to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mercy he's killing. Gonna, he's going to help me out. <laughs> but no, Put him down. Lemon's, dog's le- wild. Lemon seems like the best choice. He's he's the first mate. He's got the social skills, like, comparable to Devoth. Yeah. So I mean, we can send like, him an entourage, I assume. By, like, himself, I think Lemon is the best choice. Okay. So a few hours pass, and Lemon returns, saying that uh, the plunder was delivered, and the Hurricane King—he he didn't see him personally, but you know, every everything should be a go. And he'll grant you guys an audience tomorrow morning. All right. So then, this day is going to be spent just getting the ship in tip-top shape, like. I'm having the crew just scrub the ever-living hell out of, like, everything and, you know, have Scram do, like, mending or make hole on the sails to make them, like, like pearly white again. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get all T- that blood off the deck. <laughs> touch, up, touch up the paint on the, uh, on, like, the mask on the sail and everything. So yeah. just make everything as, like, crisp and nice looking as I can. Nice. Scram does uh, say to Devoth, um, I wanted to get a scroll of scrying. Uh, do you mind if I go out for like an hour to grab? Dewalt just kind of like looks around, like, looks up at the sun, and like is almost like thinking, like, do I have enough time? Or... All right, fine, but uh, but hurry back. Scram goes out to buy a scroll of scrying. Okay, you go find a scroll of scrying. Okay, so morning of day three. Unless anyone had anything else they wanted to do on day two. I'm gonna prepare a uh, ritual to give us good luck for the morning of day three. And I'm going to be very demanding that people join in. Okay. I'm definitely going to do some augurying. I get one once a day. I'm not going to blow it. I'm in the city. Definitely, definitely can augury stuff. Okay. Are you doing that on anything specific or are you just auguring? Yeah, I want to know. Breakfast? I want to know. I don't know how I can phrase this, but I want to chat with God about the mass brotherhood and the ship. Because I see them, I come back and I see them, you know, repainting stuff, like making the ship look nice, and it's just a big fucking mask. And it's called uh-huh. the Maskador, and I'm after the Mask Brotherhood, okay. and everyone wears masks. You could say something like, if I interrogate members of the Maskador, will I get information on the Mask Brotherhood? Yeah, that's it. That's right, exactly what I want to do. All right. So I believe it's a 70% plus one per caster level. To get an accurate answer. Yep, that sounds right. Okay, so I'm rolling that. So you ask that, and it's a what? A one minute yeah. uh, ordeal. You're really scratching your head because the answer is no. 
What? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Wow. Well, good thing I'm in this fucking port to, <laughs> yeah. you know, get some answers. Yeah. Well, thanks, God. Thanks for the help. <laughs> You're welcome. That's really funny to me. This yeah. <laughs> fucking anybody who knows what the mass Brotherhood is, but, like, only by name. <laughs> and yeah. then comes across the fucking maskador. <laughs> There's sales a giant fucking mask. Yep. They're called a maskador. Everybody wears masks. Nobody on the crew is in the mask brotherhood anymore. And the people who were never really divulged what the mask brotherhood did. <laughs> so, so it's just so leave it to an inquisitor to come back and have these questions and only yeah. be confused. <laughs> All right, so morning of day three, you're all uh, like milling about. I'm sure DeVos making some last minute orders like you guys toothbrush all the grime out of the corner in the officer's quarters. And then you you hear a good morning, Mascador crew. You look over and you see a half orc. Uh, and the half orc is wearing this long, this long jacket with all these buttons on it. Uh, it's got this like high topped collar. I mean, everybody who got their role to know who the Hurricane wa- who the Hurricane King was, knows that this is not the Hurricane King. Uh, make a knowledge local check. I'm going to take a twenty on this one for a twenty-four. <gasps> Sixteen. Twenty-four. Devoth and Scram, uh, you know that this is Sadak Goldtooth. He is the first mate of Kurdak Bonefist, and he is. Oh, I know handsome. who this guy is. He he's got that like he's got that square cut jaw. He's got like a like a like a sharp undercut haircut. He's got like a scar on like like vertically over one of his eyes, but like a stylish one. Uh, yeah, it looks like sexy as fuck. He's like, well, don't just stand there. I dance. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Yeah, your jinx eaters got the right idea. Tell them to dance up in the crow's nest where everybody can see them." I'll do. I'll get up there. That sounds fun. Yeah, sure. Go on up to the crow's nest, I guess. And then I do it. So where's the captain on this ship? And I, I, I step forward with the bicorn hat and the, the coat and everything. <laughs> nice. <And> the mask. <laughs> that would be me, Captain Devoth Cleaver. A little slow on the uptake, I see. I was told that you were expecting an audience to uh, become free captains. You're all just gawking at me, slack-jawed. I'd have at least expected your captain to welcome me aboard. Accepting kind of the, the sheepish beratement that that was, I just kind of like, yes, of course, you're right. Please be welcome on my ship. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's good that you can at least take orders, Captain. With all this guy's blustering, uh, uh, a fairly large crowd is gathered. Uh, it's not every day that an unsponsored captain comes in uh, requesting to become a free captain. So once he's on the deck of the ship, he's kind of like looking the place over, like takes his thumb. He kind of like rubs a little spot on the, uh, on the main mast. He looks over at, at Devoth and he's like, it's nice to see such a squeaky clean ship. What's it been two months since you've done any pirating? I see what you're doing, but it's in fact only been about a week and a half. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. We we received your bribe and your t- table. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, there's quite a story behind that table if you've got the time. 
I don't. So what I'm here is to test you to make sure that you're not just lucky sailors who came across a big heaping pile of treasure, lied your way through the shackles telling everybody you cut a million throats to get it. I'm also making sure you're not just some rich buccaneers who decided to sail to Port Peril and play pirate. I mean, you got the ship for it, and he looks at the squeaky clean mainmast again. What we're going to do is make sure you guys are proper sailors. These are singular tests. I want you to pick out the best sailor on your crew, Captain, for the first test, at least. All right. Let's see. The best sailor on my crew. Just in case you were wondering, my profession sailor's a 10. I don't know why you would have the new guy do it, though. Yours is a 16? Yup. Holy shit. He's the best sailor. sailor. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Andrew's also got a really good wisdom modifier, which helps. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're so good. I will have one of my newer recruits to show you just how proficient we are. I motioned to Tuck Tuck to come down from the crow's nest. My good luck charm shall do it. Says, ah, makes that little difference, huh? Oh, man. (laughs) I am going to jump off of the crow's nest. Oh. (laughs) I have to make one DC 15 fly check to glide safely to the ground. Okay. And a second one if I want to glide at an angle. But I'm going to do two because I want to glide down in a corkscrew like a badass. Nice. So the first one up, 28. Nice. Second one up, 25. Nice. Sweet. I'll touch down with a little run and jog. Captain, what can I do for you? Well, this uh, Goldtooth here has a task that he needs performed, and he asked for the best sailor my, on my ship. Time for you to show me how lucky you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll crack nope, my knuckles. No pressure. Crack your little bird I knuckles. I thrive under pressure. <laughs> so, Sadak leads you all off of the Mascador, and a couple docks farther down the harbor. And you're brought to a ship called the Stingray. It's a brig with two tall square rig masts. So, uh, Tuck Tuck will need to swiftly climb to the top of the ship's foremast and complete the tricky task of unfurling and setting the sail from the top yard without assistance before one of Sadak's crew does the same on the mizzenmast. Flight magic is illegal. And contestants must unfurl the sails themselves, not conjure creatures to do it. Hmm. The bot, do you have the slippers on you? Like, they're probably on the mascadors, like, holding, like, in the quartermaster's area. Like, I wouldn't just have them with me to, to hand over. Hope you got a good climb, Tuck Tuck. Uh, I've got spider climb prepared. Ha ha, boy. Okay. Yeah, so Sadak says, uh, he, he lists the rules out, and he says... Okay, Devoth, whenever you and your jinx eater are ready. I'm ready to do some dirty work. All right. I think we are all set then. Okay. Uh, I guess with that, give me initiative. Uh, so, Tuck Tuck, what's your initiative? A19. Devoth? Five. Scram? 17. Monsieur Hood? 23. Cheryl? 14. Scram, what's your initiative modifier? Two. Okay. So, I guess... Uh, Anybody who's not Tuck Tuck who wants to do something, let me know, and I will call on you in your turn initiative. But otherwise, Tuck Tuck, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to boogie on up that mass like I'm supposed to. Are you going to cast Spider Climb? I already did that, didn't I? Did you? Yeah, I did that before we rolled initiative and 
I did that when the guy said, all right, are, is, as soon as your Jinx Eater is ready, I finished casting the spell and said ready. All right, uh, so it's a 60-foot climb, and what is your climb speed with Spider Climb? 20? Yes. Okay. So you scamper up 40 feet, and uh, the other sailor, whose name is Haynes, is climbing the old-fashioned way, and uh, he makes it up 15 feet. Tuck Tuck's turn again. You can get up to the top as a move action. I'll do that. Okay. All right, so then you need to make your way along the yard, which extends 30 feet out from both sides of the mast, untying sails as you go. So you're making you're making a climb check to navigate along the yard, but you're not really climbing. It's kind of like you're kind of like shimmying your your way across, but I I'm not sure how to adjudicate that. Well, I feel like because of spider climb, I kind of get to abuse that, don't I? Because I don't have to make climb checks to traverse vertical or horizontal surfaces, even upside down. I feel like this is more of like a balancing act versus a climb act. Right, but this magic, but this magical spell right, right, gives right. him the ability to essentially cling on things like even if he's off balance he could be upside down or like sideways and he's just holding on like just sitting there okay relying on that you are still going at 20 feet though so give me a profession sailor check 35 oh my god <laughs> okay I'm so a good sailor <laughs> so this the sail is tied to the yard at four locations 15 feet from the main mast and 30 feet from the main mast on both sides. Uh, Tuck Tuck, you know that uh, untying all of the sail on one side of the yard will cause loose sailcloth to flap around in the breeze, making the job of setting the remaining sail more challenging. Uh, To avoid this problem, uh, you can release the sail in stages on one side of the mast and then the other. You know that not doing that is going to increase future checks by five. To give you an idea of, like, if you want to save the time, that's what you're dealing with. Or if you want to do it the right way, it'll take longer, but the D- the DC of the, uh, future checks to complete the task will be easier. I'm going to do it right. Okay, so, as a move action, you get to the top of the mast, and you, uh, as your standard action, you move another 15 feet out to the first set of sail. Alright. Everyone else can give me a perception check. Okay. Seven. Twenty-six. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. Ooh. A Scram, Hood, and Devoth can give me a sense motive check. Thirty. Oh. Twenty-two. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Everybody that came to this ship from the Mascador crew is, like, crowded on the deck of this ship, as well as many people from Sadak's entourage and... Uh, so it's it's a very crowded deck. Most of the people on deck of the ship are looking up at Tuk Tuk and Haynes. Devoth, Scram, and the Hood see a bald sailor on the Stingray's foredeck, which is where uh, the mast that Tuk Tuk climbed is. And Scram's just like, huh, weird, and goes back to watching uh, the action up top. But Devoth and the Hood... Uh, some something looks suspicious about this guy. You, you get the idea that maybe he's up to no good. All right, uh, I'm gonna make my way over to him. I'll follow. All right, I'm gonna stealth as I move. Get lost in the crowd. Yep. Okay, give me a stealth check. Thirty-eight. All right, so you you Devoth and the hoods uh, make their way over to the foredeck. Meanwhile, 
uh, Tuck Tuck, you uh, yeah, need to give me a profession sailor check to untie the first bit of sail. No, 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 19. Okay. Uh, that does it for that one. Uh, then you can take a move action. It'll cost you a move action, then your move action for next turn to get to the uh, the next bit of sail. Uh, but then you'll be able to standard action that bit of sail at that point. So I'll move now in preparation to do a move and then uh, an action next Right. Uh, so meanwhile, Haynes has made it to the top of his uh, mast, and he starts climbing out. He's looking over a tuk-tuk like dirty, feathery cheater. So meanwhile, directly after tuk-tuk comes this uh, bald sailor who is just kind of like standing all innocent, nothing to see here next to uh, the mainmast. And he starts to, when he thinks nobody's looking, untie the line securing the Stingray's four-stay boom. Uh, which is like this like big swinging piece of the mainmast that is held in place right now, but if untied, will like send everything into chaos and fuck up Tuk Tuk's uh, progress. Okay. So he starts to untie that. Does that take him like more than just the one standard action? Like he's uh, he's starting to do it now, but it'll take him a couple of rounds or something. So first, it'd be a standard action to untie the knot, and then it's a full round action to unwrap the line from the rail. So as a standard action, he unties it, and that's when you, uh, that's when you're like, oh, okay, I need to stop this from happening. Okay. So next after that would be Haynes, and then Devoth would go after that. All right. So yeah, I'm going to walk up to the guy that just untied that knot. Walk up and just throw my arm around him, like almost like buddy buddy style, and just be like, hey, what are you doing over here? You're not gonna see anything from over here. Come on back this way. And just kind of try and lead him off. But, like, I'm trying to make it very obvious that I saw him trying to cheat, and I'm just giving him an out. I'm giving him an out, but, like, it's one of those, almost like, go ahead and keep do- keep going and see what happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess he'll uh, react on his turn. Hood, it's your turn. I'm going to hold my action to see how he reacts. Okay. Tuck, tuck, it's your turn. Uh, so you can move up to the next bit of sail and then untie that as a standard action. I am going to do that. Okay. Here comes the profession sailor. Do it. 35. You do it. Very nice. Yeah, quick clarification. I don't think I actually want to hold my action. I think I want to ready an action that if he continues to try and unwind that rope, I'm going to shoot an arrow, like, not at him, but, like, right into the pole, like, near his hands. Okay. So Devoth comes over, wraps his arm around this guy, and he, like, jumps at first. like, oh! Uh, and then he sees uh, it's De- it's Devoth. He grins and says, "I'm right where I need to be," and draws a dagger. Oh, <laughs> oh God! What an idiot! Yeah. Okay. This guy is eager to die. <laughs> Maybe I should spend my turn frying him. <laughs> I got time. Hood, are you doing anything about that? Can I try and shoot an arrow, disarm him, like hit him in the hand, so he Ooh. drops the dagger? Uh yeah, make a make a called shot to the hand. Why not? Rolling against his AC at a minus five penalty. I'm gonna study target. What kind of an action is that? I believe it's a swift action. Then you're good. And I believe I'm in point blank range. Sure, why not? You you had a you had a full turn to get into position before that, so I'm not gonna deadly aim because I'm not trying to kill him. I'm just trying to get him to drop it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
First one's a 33 to hit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that uh, that totally hits his hand. Okay, so it's 20 damage plus sneak attack. Six sneak attack damage. That's 26. Alright, uh, I think it's safe to say that you uh, definitely shoot the, the dagger out of his hand and also deal a fair amount of damage to his hand. So he, he grins, says, I'm right where I need to be, takes a dagger out. The dagger is immediately shot out of his hand, and he's now bleeding profusely. I believe he, he, the he, captain asked you to move along. This guy is, like, cradling his hand in, in his other hand, and is just dripping blood onto the main deck. He says, wait, let me finish. Uh, I meant to say, aye, aye, captain. Good lad. And I lead him away. And he's just like, ooh, oh, man, ah, oh, oh, hangnail, ugh. All right. Unless anyone had anything else to do that wasn't Tuck Tuck, we can go back to that. Yep. Go right ahead. Scrib's still enjoying the show. Oh, yeah, I'm singing out loud. <laughs> Just showboating. Yeah, totally. I would. <laughs> Switching between weird songs that sound unusual and chanty things and sea shanties and just words <laughs> that I like. <laughs> it's really just a matter of time at this point because that other sailor isn't. He doesn't have a chance to keep up with Tuck Tuck without, like, Spider Climb or anything. So, Tuck Tuck, give me two more profession sailor checks as you. Uh, unfurl the final two portions of sail. 23-22. So, flawlessly, Tuck Tuck climbs up that mainmast, shimmies across the yard, and undoes the the sail in precisely the right order. No hiccups whatsoever. Meanwhile, on the ground, uh, Devothan the Hood makes some quick work of a potential cheater. Meanwhile, Haynes is just left in the dust, and... He's forced to climb back down, defeated. So, Tuck Tuck, you're free to uh, climb down or glide or whatever you decide to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Like it was a question. <laughs> How about that 24-26 to do that sweet, sweet circly glide? Nice. <laughs> Sometimes I turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> I, I, Anything higher than a 20, I am trying to look like an amazing super bird. Nice. You do, a, you do like a quick little backflip at the very end and land nimbly on your Ooh. feet to raucous applause. I'll start shaking my fists up and down. <laughs> yeah! When the applause dies down, uh, Sadak, who looks a little... A little pissed says, "I guess, I guess when you when you order a bird to go up in the the crow's nest, it's uh, a home field advantage. Well played, oh. Captain Devoth. But you picked the challenge, sir. I'll clear my throat. <clears throat> kind of slide in a little. <laughs> I'll just kind of like give him like a pat on the shoulder, like good job, Tuck Tuck. That's enough for me. Thank you very much. Says being a successful pirate's." Not all about being a good sailor. Good portion of any successful captain's career comes from luck. So, why don't you pick one of your crew for a friendly game of cards? And we'll see you next week. Oh my god. Yeah, you know what we've not had yet, I don't think, is someone totally fucking up Audacity and like not having a usable file. Yeah, why would you say that out loud?